The last part of the... Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's remember that when I borrow money from somebody, there's a lien on my property for that value of the loan to, to, the, to the lender, right? So if I borrow $1,000 from you, there's a $1,000 lien on my property to you. If I take $1,000 from you because you're buying land from me, then I owe you, I owe you nothing. I've, paid, I've, I've given you land, which is what you're buying. But there's still a lien on my property towards you of $1,000 in the event that somebody comes along and says, I have bad news for you. Levy borrowed money from me the day before he sold you the property and he has no money now, I'm taking it back from you. So both situations are lien on your property, whether you are a lender or you're a purchaser, mind you. So essentially, if someone comes and takes the property away from you because uh, my creditor takes it from you, then you can come along and take a new piece of property from me. So there's a lien on my property in either case. Let's, long, let's remember that. As long as he made the loan to this other person before he sold the property. Yes, correct. Halacha Aleph. Okay, let's remember that. Let's also remember that there's a concept that if you go out of town and I go into your field and I work your field and I put invest money in time, now your field is worth more money. Okay. Now, but you didn't ask me to, but your field is worth more. Am I entitled to? So the answer is, is that if I invest $1,000 in your field and the field now goes up $5,000 in value, I did you a big favor, I'm entitled at least to my $1,000 back. Right. Yeah. On the other hand, if I invest $1,000 and your field goes up only $200 in value, I'm not entitled to thousand dollars. I am entitled to two hundred, though, because that's what you feel. That's what that's what you feel increased. So at least I at least I don't get a loss. Okay, so that's that's the two concepts that are going to be relevant to this. This pattern. Halacha Aleph. If it was two hundred, it diminished. Well, no. If you no. feel if I if I increase if I invest thousand dollars in your in your property, yeah. without you asking me, and your field goes up in value two hundred dollars, yeah. you've oh, now gained two hundred dollars. So I'm entitled to that. I the other eight hundred, I'm not entitled to. So my I get whichever is less. All right, Halacha Aleph. When a a person, a creditor, comes to take property away from the buyer because the lender couldn't, the borrower couldn't pay the lender back out no money. But in the meanwhile, in the time over the, over this time between when he sold the property and when it gets seized, the guy who bought the land did what? He invested in the land. The land went up in value now. So now, when the creditor comes to take the land away from the purchaser, the purchaser says, "Excuse me, you can't just take this land away from me." Yeah, you lent him $1,000. The field was $1,000 and I bought it. But I invested a lot of money in it. So, whether the land went up and because a guy actually invested in, in, in the field. Or the value went up by itself. Right, a big, a big shopping mall was built next to the field. Now the value went up. Or, or, or naturally, trees just grew by themselves. The guy didn't invest, but the trees make the field worth more. In either event, the Baal Chayv is entitled to that field. So if the field... Uh, if, if the field, let's say, uh, keep it simple. If the, he lent a guy $10,000, this guy bought the field for $2,000, but he invested in the field. Now the field's worth $10,000. So he wants that entire field, right? The difference is like this. When, so he's entitled to a certain element of the increase in value. You can't tell him, listen, the field is only worth $2,000 as far as you're concerned. That's what it is when I bought it. That's not true. What is true? If the property, the increase in value by itself, not because of any investing in the property, because the buyer didn't lose anything in time or investment just to happen by itself. He got lucky. A big shopping mall was built next yeah. to it. Now it feels worth more. The creditor has the right to take the full, the, he's entitled to whatever is the, the increase in the field. And if it's the entire field, it's the entire field. Whatever is increase in value, that's part of the field's value now. And that the creditor is entitled to that. However, if, it was because the buyer did what normal people do, means he put money into the property, then go the chatzyashev. In that case, the only they have to split the increase. Kate said, how does this work out? By the way, uh, mind you, I'm afraid I should explain also that um, it's in, in the case where the person invested in the property, the creditor is only entitled to the increase if the seller, who is the borrower, told the buyer 
that I'm taking responsibility to reimburse you if, the, if, that, if the property gets seized. That's another first say. He doesn't say that, then, 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 then uh, the, guy, the guy is only, I'm only willing to invest in this property I'm buying from you if you promise me that you're going to reimburse me if they get taken away by one of your creditors. Okay. So he has to actually say that. That's another difference that that's important to remember. Okay. Kate said, for example, no, Uvish. Oh, so we'll see later. We'll see. It's actually very clear from the Rambam later on. He, he holds that. I think from he says something he says later on. I think, but uh, I mean, I mean, I think it's important to to point that out over here. I, th- I think it makes it easier down the line. Kate said, Ruvain Shahoyah Lechayev Ashimin Masayim Ruvain borrowed two hundred dollars from Shimon. Kumamacha Shimon Levi Sadim Bamane. Sorry, I apologize. Shimon borrowed from Ruvain. Ruvain's the Gvir. Shimon borrowed from Ruvain two hundred dollars. Then Umacha Shimon Levi Sadim Bamane. Then after that, sometime after that. Shimon, the borrower, sold Levi a piece of property for $100. Levi and Levi invest in their property. No, that's right. That's why I changed it. I said Ruvin's the Gavir. That's why I said, yeah. Correct, correct. I mean, Ruvin's the lender, yeah. Vishbicha and Levi improved the property of Adayashav Masayim. Now it's worth 200 So Levi, how much did he invest, though? Probably was worth, we'll see in a second. It makes a difference. The property was worth 100 Levi invested X amount of dollars in the property and doubled its value to 200 now, how much did Shimon borrow? Two hundred. Kishiyavu Ruven the from Levi. When Ruven the lender comes and says to Levi, "I have this lien on this property to me, so I'm taking this field," and he wants the entire thing because he lent two hundred. Right. The field's worth two hundred now. He gets to take the original hundred it was worth. And as far as the other hundred of increase in value, fifty, which is half of the increase in value. Okay. If I put in a hundred dollars worth of but how we didn't see how much he put in. Hang on a second. That's a whole other conversation. You're, the question of how much Levy invested in the field is relevant to how much he's entitled to reimbursement yes. from the guy he bought it from. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about how much the creditor is entitled to. Right. So let's leave that for, for later. Okay. okay. So how much is the creditor entitled to? Levy's going to tie you only get 100. Everything else more than 100 is me doing. If you had taken this, left it, if you had left it by Ruvain, he wouldn't have done it. He's not a skilled farmer like me. He wouldn't invest in it. It would be worth 100. Right. You don't deserve to do my, my work. That's what Levy says. Ruven says, this is the piece of property that I'm taking. It was belonged to the guy you bought it from. It's worth 200. I like 200. I want the whole thing. Well, the din is that, that, that 100 of it, there's no conversation sure. gets to take. Right. As far as the increase in value, which in our example is 100, that they split in the sense that he takes only half of it, 50. Okay, now this is because he invests in the property. And therefore, he's entitled to keep a, 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 a half of the increase. If the property were valued by itself because trees grew naturally or a shopping center was built across the street, now it's a very expensive parking lot. You're going up in value or the trees grew. In that case, because Levy didn't invest anything, he has, he's not entitled to anything. It happened by itself. It would have happened if he hadn't bought the property, right? And therefore, Ruve, the creditors, entitled the entire thing. Okay. Maybe now, though, maybe now it's worth 500 Right. Well, well, then that case only gets two fifths of it. When he gets two hundred dollars, yes. If it's now worth five hundred, then he he lent. He got. One second. He he lent two hundred dollars. He didn't put any money into it. Doesn't make a difference. The lender lent two hundred dollars. He's only entitled two hundred dollars. Right. Okay. So now, so so. The other three hundred dollars goes. The other three hundred dollars the guy gets to keep. Or go back to the purchase. No, all, they're not fighting over that. Okay. Yeah. Now, the question is, um, uh, so, okay, fine. Now, in the previous example, where the guy did invest sweat and tears into the property, right. so we said they split it. Says it on that, and, and, and therefore, the number we stuck with was 150. Right. Don't cement that number into your heads yet. Great chachamim, that it's the riff. Apparently said, 
that so this guy, this buyer, Levi, who invested in the property of $100, invested, he bought it for $100, invested X amount of dollars, and increased the value to $200, shouldn't be any different than a guy who goes to their property without anybody asking him to and helps and increases the property, which we case we said before, you remember around the introduction, that he gets reimbursed somewhat. We make an evaluation, and he has the lower hand. Which means that whether he, if, it, 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 so the, exactly so the well yes but no one second the investment that the guy who, if no one asked this guy to come invest in my property and the increase of value in the property we see which is more and whichever is less that's what he gets back the fichin therefore in our example where we said that the property he paid a hundred dollars invested x amount of dollars in it. And now it's worth 200. Now we're talking about how much he invested in. He invested $50. So he invested, his part of 100, invested 50, 50, now it's worth 200. So in that case, Levi, the guy who bought the property, is entitled to get his $50 back. I, he tells the creditor, Mr., I invested in your field. You didn't ask me to, but the $50 I invested... It's worth at least that, if not more. I get that back. And, and now, on top of that, we have another 50 increased. That $50 is put 25 apiece. And the other half, the other 25, the Baal Chayv gets. So instead of getting the, giving the Baal Chayv 150, as we said, he gets 125. So the Baal Chayv says, listen, this property is worth 200. I'm taking 100. Because I lent 100 right. You can take your $50, $50 worth back as you invested. Right. The other 50 remaining, we split. I get, 20, I get 125 you get 75 the creditor says to the buyer. So that's what the Rambam's opinion is. Instead of saying that, that, that we split it, uh, we, we ignore the amount he invested, we don't ignore it. We look at it as if a person who's, who goes to his friend's field, that was just, by you it says, Dvarm Dvarm Shotanhen. Okay, so there's some Machlekes, the Rambam's Gerus is this, but according to this Gerus, the Rambam is actually saying that he favors this approach, Taka. Yeah. And now I think in the Perak we'll see some places it's Mashu, he does favor it, some places yeah. he doesn't. So the other approach is, and those who don't hold this, would say that uh, we don't really do that. We don't really look, in terms of, uh, in terms of the guy he, he invested, that he has to fight out with the guy he, uh, the guy he bought the property from, not with the creditor. But the Rambam over here seems to favor the approach that he does get that back. Okay. Now, what happens if the guy would have invested $5,000 in the property and now it went from 100 to 200? Oh. So how much is he entitled then? Oh. So in that case, the creditor would get 100 only because that 100 they're not arguing about and, 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 and he would get the other 100 because it's, uh, he invested a lot more. So the creditor wouldn't get any of the shabach. But there are examples where the amount he invested right. is less than the increase right. in value. All right. 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 Oh. <laughs> we shouldn't guess, we should read weiter. After that happens, okay, fine. Now, the guy who paid $100 for the property and invested 50 has $75 with the land now. Or $75,000 cash, perhaps, however they worked it out. But let's say he said $100 with the land. The buyer now goes back to the, the guy he bought her from, back to Shimon. He says, Mr. Shimon, I want to be reimbursed for my $100, $100 I paid you, I got taken away from you. So you and if Shimon does not have $100, she says to Shimon, okay, any property you had at the time I bought that piece of property from that's you, fine. that's what should be to me. I'm after the Shabbat, the Shemach, any property he sold or gave us a gift for that matter, from he sold to Levi, that's something to Shimon. Okay. However, what about the fact that besides the $100 that the creditor took from me, he also took $25 of the increase of what I of what I invested on top of what I invested of the increase in value, um, whether he's taking all of it or half of it. Remember, we said depending on whether or not it happens by itself, 
in the because a guy got lucky. In which case, the Baal Chayiv gets the entire Shabbat. Or half of it, like we said, which according to the Ramah Mepashish means half of on top of his investment, like we just said, because Ramah says, that part that he got taken away from him, that Levi's entitled to reimbursement from Shimon's properties. He goes to Shimon, any properties he, Shimon has, he's entitled to that because Shimon takes responsibility to reimburse for that when he sells the property to him. Right? I'm not going to buy a piece of property from you if I can't invest in it without the security that you're going to reimburse me right. if, if it's funny business. Therefore, he comes to him now and says, um, let's say a simple example where the property went up in value by itself. He got lucky. It was 100. It was, it, he invested 100. Sorry. He bought it for 100. became worth 200. The whole property was taken away by the creditor. She goes back to Shimon and he can, uh, 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 $100 he can, he, can, he can actually go to Shimon's, to people Shimon sold to. But the other 100 the money that he was hoping for because he got lucky, that he can't go to Shimon's, to Shimon's people Shimon sold to, he can only go to Shimon directly. Right. right? Okay. Or in the event that, like we said, where he invested 50 and it became worth 200 so then in that case, um, $25 would be the amount that he's allowed to go to, to, to Shimon's, uh, Shimon, uh, Shimon directly. I mean, uh, the original 100 again, he can go to Shimon, even to people Shimon yeah, sold to. Yeah. So um, why is it that Shimon can't go to the people who, sorry, why can't Levy go to the people Shimon sold to and take the full value? Why only the original 100? It is a takana to help the world. In other words, it's a, for, you know, to make the commerce normal. That your person should not, is not allowed to go back and go, go to other people who bought from the guy he bought from and take the Shavach back. Um, um, and for reasons we'll explain in a second. Or a Gazlan. For example, I'd be a piece of property. Turns out that the person I bought it from is a Gazlan. Right? A thief. Right? So I bought the property. Someone else comes along and says, it's my property. I said, what means your property? I bought it from Chaim Yankel. I have bad news for you. Chaim Yankel stole it from me. It's my property. Okay? So therefore... Um, uh, I, I have to give the property back to the original owner. Um, so now, um, I want to go to... Uh, I want to go to the people who the, who, the, who, the, who the... Oh, sorry. So... The original owner comes now and he comes, comes to the guy and he says to him, I have bad news for you, right? You, uh, you use this field. And the, ga- the Ganev, the Goslin, let's say, let's say, let's say I, bought from, I, bought, I bought Paris from the Goslin. So the owner comes to me and he says, all this $100,000 with the produce you bought from the Goslin you ate over the past 20 years, that's you have to give to me. It was my field really. So the thing is, is that, he, the thing is that if I, I have to give that to him for my own assets, he can't go to my, he can't go to people I sold property to. Or, for example, if a person has to pay up the ksuba, right? Guys, guys sold after his chasna piece of property. 55 years later, he's divorced, he passes away. And now the woman and her daughters are entitled to eat from the estate. So they're going to say, well, you're the first person who bought land from me after he signed the ksuba on the chasna. The next week he sold property. Your whole property is to now this entire, this in the next, next five years. You have to have food, right? All these things, you can only go to the person directly if it is, you can't go to the people you sold to. These are things that have the limit. So if, you're gonna, if people are going to buy property, they have to know, if it turns out that the guy I'm buying from is actually a goslin, or it turns out that on the, piece of, on the properties and there's an a, a amount of you know, feeding the, the, the woman and the, and the children, I'm not going to have, a person's not going to, I don't know how much responsibility I'm accepting. No one's going to want to buy land. If I buy a piece of property for $1,000 and it ends up being the person's a gun and I lose it, that's a $1,000 risk I know. 
But if it's the Paris, that, 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 I have no idea how much that's going to be. And therefore, and therefore when, I, when, when the buyer accepts the risk, it's not, he doesn't accept the risk of an undefined amount. He only accepts the risk of defined, defined amounts. Right. And therefore, the Karnas Elam is not to make him pay that, because um, uh, otherwise no one's going to buy property from anybody, right? That, right? That's the problem. <laughs> It's uh, from the one of the one of the kulum of, of the ksuba. That the woman does not take the shavach. Um, what is the shavach? No, increase in value. Doesn't get right. Yeah. In other words, um, right. The husband. It's a privilege the husband has that the wife can't take shavach. The husband, if the husband invests in property. The wife can't say, well, when you, when you married me, the property you owned was this amount, now it's worth double, so I'm entitled to the whole thing in the event that the ksuba was that amount. Right. Because then the husband's not going to want to invest in this property, right? So that, that's, that, well, that's, well, that's, that's the reason. That's the kula, a kula of the ksuba where we leaned on the husband. Only the value of the property was worth, when the shiva was established, that's $100. $100 worth of property is, is entitled to the woman for the ksuba, not more. Now, the man of shach. If I invest in the property, if the guy who bought it invests in the property, therefore he's entitled to it. Why is the creditor entitled to any of it, even half? And if it's, if it's the same piece of property, then he should get the whole thing. What's the business with half? When did this guy invest in the property? On Sunday he borrowed. On Monday he sold the property, and then after he bought the property, he started investing. So, whose property was he investing? Really, it was a property that was jointly owned. There's a shit, there's a shutfis over here, if you will, a partnership. The borrower doesn't notice, but he's a shutif with the guy who borrowed from the guy he bought from the property the day before. So therefore, they're really, it's really both properties. Levi and Ruven are both, well, not shutif, but they're both creditors towards Shimon. Shimon, uh, 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 Ruven is a creditor because he lent him money. And, and Levi's a creditor because he paid him money for a piece of property which might be taken away. So they're both they're both entitled to this property as there's equal lien. It's as if he borrowed from both of them and then invested in the property. If I borrow from Ruvain, I borrow from Shimon, and then I have a piece of property I invest in, these two these, both banks are gonna come wanting the property. Exactly. That's, that's the same idea. They're divided evenly, as we said. So even though technically speaking, one was a lender, one was a buyer. But whether I hand you $1,000 cash as a halva or as a purchase for your property, it's the same vart. It's the same shibun on your property to me. Therefore, if Ruvain, therefore, right, because that it's considered like a, like a, like a, like a, a double shibud, if Ruvain borrowed from Shimon $100, the cost of when he wrote to, he wrote to him, that not only is the property I have currently mishibud to you, but any property I buy in the future is going to be mishibud to you. Because of love of me, Levi, and after that he goes and borrows from Levi, Masayim, $200. The Kassan writes to him, again, I'm also Meshubat, I think I buy. The Kona'acha, Kachsada, and then afterwards he goes and buys a piece of property, which is Meshubat, of course, to both of them equally. 100 to him, 200 to him. I'm not sure how much the property is worth, but whatever it is, yeah. Yehuda, he goes and sells the property to Yehuda for 150. And Yehuda invests in the property. And now it's worth 300, okay? So Shimon comes along and says, I want 100 of it. Uh, uh, that's, sorry, Ruvain says, uh, 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 Shimon says, I want 100 of it. And Levi says, I want 200 of it. That's 300. That's very good. Yeah, fine. But here's the thing. The original value that it was purchased before he invested was 150. That 150, they're equally entitled to. 
So a hundred, we take the land and we used to be upshots one fifty of it, hundred fifty dollars. Half goes to Ruvain, half goes to Shimon. They're equally entitled to it. So they each got paid back a certain amount. Ruvain has received seventy five of his hundred, and Shimon has. Uh, uh, um, Shimon has re- received 75 of his 100 and Levi has received 75 of his 200 good each one 75 now Ruvain excuse me Shimon wants 25 more Levi wants 125 more so now Shimon Levi and Yehuda the guy who bought it who also wants some piece something to remain over here yeah crumb so, so now with this $150 in the field that le- that's, 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 that's left, they divide this $150, the way we describe in yesterday's parak, we take the lowest amount and divide it evenly. So remember, you, what do you do over here? Levi's, uh, Sh- um, Shimon says, hey, I want 25 more. R- Levi says, I want 125 more. Yehuda says, I want the whole thing, right? I want something, yeah? So, we have $125, $150 in the field. The smallest amount of anybody who's owed over here is Shimon. He wants $25 more. So, we give everyone $25. Shimon has his 100 He leaves. Shalom, I saw. Goodbye. That takes care of $75 worth. There's $75 left. Who's fighting it out? Levi. And the guy who bought it from the borrower. Shimon. Uh, Yehuda, excuse me. They split the 75 in ha- uh, 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 They split the 125 Yeah, uh, yeah, they split the um, actually split, split the seventy five and a half if you will put it that way, right? Shimon turns out Shimon gets his full hundred from the field. Levi gets hundred and thirty seven and a half because he already got seventy five before. Now he won. Now he gets um, right. So there was one hundred fifty of the field. 25 went to Shimon, he took a kite, he took a kite. Now there's 125 left, half of 125 is 62 and a half. So we, give, we split it between uh, Levi and, and Yehuda. So Shimon has his 100, he's fine. Levi unfortunately has to settle for 137 and a half instead of full 200. And Yehuda gets the other 62 and a half. Yehuda, he gets 62 and a half. That's how it works, even if it's 100 people. Okay, good. Base. The buyer, any produce he eats, right? Now the guy says to him, listen, you, you know, all this time you enjoy this field, you owe me all this money. And in the tough manner, you're not allowed to take that from him. The creditors can't take it from him. If his produce attached to the land, even though it doesn't need the land, ready to be harvested. For example, grapes ready to harvest. It's in Lush Kedish. The word harvest in English applies to anything. Grapes, wheat, olives, Lush Kedish. Every word for harvest is different on the produce. That applies. The grapes are considered shevach. Has the same status. Shevach is not just the increase in value of the land; it's the increase of actually the 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 the, uh, the, uh, the produce on the land as well. Here, the Rambam is mashmah that pears ready to be harvested that are that are um, that don't need the land are not like karka. Are not like the talk. They're like karka, in fact. No, he said that already times, three times. Yeah, but other times we mash if I care. So he goes back and forth, different places. Yeah. Gim matana sheshav chamachos so We have a matana, and it wasn't a sale; it was a gift. The gift I invest in it. Ain balchayev grave mishav chulon. The balchayev is not entitled to anything. Only is only entitled to the whatever amount it was worth when he got it as matana, because I have no one to go back to get reimbursed. If I buy it from you, you commit to reimburse me. As a matana, you don't commit to anything. 
So it's not just the fact that I take the risk. It's also I take the risk because I'm, I'm looking for reimbursement when I buy property. However, the property increased by itself, then then that, that's, that would have happened even if the original guy had it. Oh, wow, it's late. If, however, the, for whatever reason, the guy who took upon the gift, who took, got the gift, take, took responsibility, so the guy who gave the gift took responsibility for reimbursement. In that case, the creditor takes the full increase in value, like it would be just like if he bought, because the person who received the gift has who to go back to. Why is that when you get a gift, you don't get anything? But when you buy something, when you when you when you purchase your keach, you do you do give at least half of the increase in value to the creditor. Because the mecher writes to the buyer, and he, and if he doesn't write, that's the halacha. I'm taking responsibility to reimburse you for the original amount you're paying me if it gets taken away, and to reimburse you for the the time and effort and labor and, and the whatever you increase in the field. I take responsibility. That's otherwise you wouldn't buy it. The buyer took, response, took, took a risk to, to, to accept this condition. That's why he gets, buys the field and goes into it. If eventually the field is seized away from me and the increase in value is taken away from me, I'll go back to the seller for reimbursement. If he doesn't write in the star, this is the halacha. When it comes to a gift, there's no right for the creditor to take from the increase in value because the, 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 the poor recipient has no one to go back to. Just like a gift, a, gift, a person receives a gift has no one to complain to, a person who inherited property has no one to go back to, the guy is dead, right? So, again, the creditor does not have a right to the increase in value, only to the original value. If, however, it happened by itself, uh, then again, he does get it. So it's only if they invest in it, he's not entitled. Now, if it's partially because of investment and a shopping, a shopping center was built across the street, that gets more complicated. But the concept is the, concept is the same. How do you divide it? The Baal Chayv took what he's entitled to from the original value plus half the increase in value as we said in Elach Aleph. Now, now the, le- the, the rest, we leave with the, with, the, with the buyer, right? So he now has two feet of land. What do you do with two feet of land? Nothing. So what do you do? Look at this small part that remains. This, this, this quarter, right? Or even an eighth, like we said in the, in, in the case where uh, you look at the, the investment. Right, the Ram says it's uh, as we said. So if this is large enough to have kind of any benefit to the buyer, it's a field and there's enough area to at least sow nine coffin of wheat. Or it's a garden enough to sow half a calf of vegetables. Okay, they become partners in it. They use it, use it, use it together. Um, I'm going to explain what that means exactly, becoming partners. Um, uh, okay. If it's so small that you can't call it a field or a garden, then give the credit of the whole thing and pay the guy cash, whatever amount of value this two feet is. If the sada in this case was actually a wasn't just a lien, we said this is the field from which you're going to be paid back, then the rights of the creditor are a bit stronger. Then he gets the whole entire thing. The half of the shavach that remains, which the buyer is entitled to, we look at whatever is more. If half of the increase in value was more than he invested, he gets whatever he invested from the creditor. Paytiki means this is the field from which you're going to be paid back. The Baal tells him, 
So again, he takes the investment amount from the creditor. When you invested in this field, it was my field. It's like you went to my backyard, improved the property, you want reimbursement. I'm going to give you, I'll give you back your expenses. I'm not going to give you back the entire increase. You didn't, I didn't ask you to do this. And whatever else he, 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 he's not getting because uh, uh, the creditor not, doesn't have to give it to him, that is still complaining to the guy who he bought it from. And if it's the opposite, if the, he invested a lot, but the increase was not so much, and that's less than the investment, he only gets from the field half the value of the, 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 the equivalent of half the value of the increase, of half the increase in value. The and the other half he goes back to the seller to get reimbursed. When a Baal comes to orphans, and he takes the property from them, and uh, it's not Poetiki probably, and uh, and he and you know and uh, he wants to take as much as possible in terms of the equivalent of how he, how he lent. You say, and the, now there's an increase in value in the property. Is he entitled to it? You say, and you say the orphans say, no, we invested sweat and tears in the yeah. property. No, your father may be invested in it, and therefore I am entitled to it. Because since the Shibra of the Karka, it's considered like the Balchev is the Masik. The same are trying to take the land away from the creditor. They must prove that their father was not the one who invested it. If the Yisraelim prove that that we invested in it, then again you evaluate the increasing value and the and the expenses. Whichever is less, they get reimbursed. And you um, give them cash that equivalent. Why not the field? Because it's not Paitiki, probably. Yeah. Oh, if it's not Paitiki. If it's not Paitiki, so then he can't say, I'm taking the field and giving you cash. The same choose. If they tell him, listen, here's money, jump in the lake, leave us a little property. It's our ancestral field, right? It's been the family for generations. But Sakhar said they could. Or if they choose, they give him the equivalent of the value of the land, whichever it is. So the, he makes the choice if it's not Paitiki. They make the choice if it's not not Paitiki.